Can vegetarianism save the world? Can eating maybe just a little less meat actually make a difference in the environment? Climate change is something that the world is going through right now and hopefully make this world a little bit of a better place. We're gonna be exploring that and a lot more in this episode on the Progressaholic Podcast. So let's roll the intro and then we'll get right into it. Welcome to the Progressaholic Podcast. This is your host, Devesh Tilokani. At Progressaholic, we highlight stories of individuals dedicated to the progress of self and society to educate you on creating an impact within yourself and the communities that you operate in. Thank you so much for taking the time out of your day for listening to this. It means more to me than you could possibly imagine. So without further ado, let's get into it. And before we even start off, I will say that I may have a bit of a bias here as I have been vegetarian for almost my entire life. Uh, my reason at the start for turning vegetarian were due to, you could say, cultural, religious and spiritual reasons um, as I come from a Hindu background. Um, and, and in Hinduism, uh, Hinduism does not explicitly prohibit uh, eating meat but it does strongly recommend the idea of ahimsa, which is the concept of nonviolence against all life forms. And by all life forms, I mean animals, uh, humans, and all that. Within Hinduism as a whole, there's also a sort of a sacredness um, with nature and a connection with nature where everything in nature has some sort of symbolizes something or has some sort of a symbolic significance that relates to us. And uh, lastly, I think another reason uh, that I hold it really dearly is that in like every living being, sort of what we think, at least in, uh, in Hinduism, is that every living being, whether that's animal, a human being, uh, or any other sort of living being uh, comes from an, from the same sort of higher source. It's a higher source, a higher power, higher self, higher God principle, whatever you want to call it. Um, so we all sort of come from that same source. That's what we believe in Hinduism, uh, which is why I personally have been vegetarian in the past and have continued to be vegetarian um, up till this date, up till now. So those were a little bit more of my personal um motivations for being vegetarian and continuing to be vegetarian as well i have not been able to transition to vegan it is something that i would definitely would consider and want to do in the future as well uh, but for now we're sticking with vegetarian and hopefully uh, we can get to veganism as well recently i watched a bit of david Attenborough's life on our planet incredible documentary on netflix and he spoke about a bunch of different things uh, to sort of solve the climate crisis or uh sort of save the earth per se i think he brought up some really disturbing predictions uh, for sort of how the world's going to look like in the next 20 to 100 years and i think the time to act is right now i think we're sort of the last generation that um if we don't sort of reverse the damage it sounds a bit post-apocalyptic and uh, a little woo-woo but i do think that there is pretty strong scientific backing to the fact that if we do not if we do not correct the mistakes that the generations before us have made uh, we will be the last generation that sees the earth as it is and in the documentary itself he gave a couple of different solutions that could solve some of the climate crisis that we in uh, could improve the environment as a whole and one of them which was pretty surprising I mean I've heard about this but haven't really explored it as much he said that we need to reduce the space that we use for farmland to instead make space for returning wilderness the easiest way to do this is to change our diets and if we all had a largely plant-based diet a largely plant-based diet uh, David Ipero says that we would need half the land we use now an example in nature like in nature itself large carnivores are actually fairly rare an example 
example of that is that for every predator um, on the Serengeti, which is an ecosystem in Africa, um, there are more than 100 prey animals. So for every predator, more than 100 prey animals. I think one example here um, comes of Netherlands. The Netherlands is one of the world's most densely populated countries. But what this has sort of done is it's kind of forced Dutch farmers to use the land that they have more efficiently as land is a scarce resource in the end and they have pretty less of that and sort of through like different iterations creative innovative changes to those farming practices in two generations itself the nation has raised their yields by tenfolds tenfolds while using less water fewer pesticides and fertilizers and emitting less carbon which is incredible and today the netherlands is the world's second largest exporter of food second largest exporter of food country that is one of the world's most densely populated countries Now let's explore the link between vegetarianism slash veganism and climate change. Uh, now with climate change, planet is heating up and by sort of replacing meat with vegetarian sources of protein, such as nuts, seeds, beans, and lentils, for example, we can reduce carbon and other greenhouse um, gas emissions. Statistically, it's shown that the whole food production process of farm to plate totals 30% of global greenhouse gas emissions. That, that figure has gone down to five or 10% at times and even up to 50%. So within that range, but even if you're talking about 5% of the world's emissions, that is a crazy amount as a whole. And sort of how you save emissions uh, by eating vegetarian food, um, just an example to sort of put it into perspective, by eating vegetarian food for a year, you could save the same amount of emissions as taking a small family car off the road for six months, for six whole months. You might, be, you might not be able to stop using your car in your day-to-day -day life, because I mean, we need the car uh, for our lives until uh, um, electric cars take over the world or whatever you want to say, but you could definitely choose to eat vegetarian food or vegan food as a whole. And also the idea of saving land and water. More agricultural land is used to raise cattle than all other domesticated animals and crops combined. And a vegetarian diet requires two and a half times less the amount of land needed to grow food compared to a meat-based diet. Just to give you a bit of an example, livestock in the US eat more than half of the 20 million tons of cereal grown. That's over 50% of wheat and 60% of barley. Now, uh, the, also the other idea is that saving sort of life underwater if we're gonna go vegetarian, vegetarians don't tend to eat seafood normally. It also helps, also sort of help allow our ocean to be restored to their natural balance. And around 85% of fisheries are overfished or fully exploited, causing a problem in our seas currently. And we've seen this in the 70s to the 80s, where a lot of these fisheries have been depleted and up till this date, they have not been uh, restored or replenished. How do you sort of go about it? How do you sort of go about it? It's easier said than done. It's easier, it's easy to say that, hey, turn vegan or become vegetarian because that's gonna help the planet. Sure, it's great. And sure, there are some merits to that, but how do you actually go about it for someone uh, who's maybe eaten meat their entire life? Uh, and I like to equate this to, I remember Dr. Eric Reese, we had him on a podcast before he spoke about the idea of consistent habits. And I think the idea of building a consistent habit also applies here. You sort of start small and you go big and you sort of habit stack. So don't try to go vegan in the first second itself because I said that a lot of my friends as well, it hasn't really worked out might work out for you but you want to give yourself the best chance or the highest probability of actually succeeding and when you just flip over completely your mind 
isn't exactly it's, it's pretty strong and it would tend to pull you back to always the best ways to maybe start by replacing one to two meals a week and then increasing it from there so ask yourself what are the one to two meals this week that i can start with one meal literally with one meal maybe on tuesday nights that's like a vegetarian night um where you maybe you have a partner family member friends you guys can figure out vegan places to try, make it sort of a little fun, but start with maybe once a week and then scale up from there. You know, if you're able to start cutting that out, cutting out your meat consumption by just like by one meal at a time, that works out a lot better than just going completely crazy and trying to cut out your complete meat consumption as a whole. And I think a lot of people make that decision. They'll watch a couple of videos on animal, animal cruelty uh, and they'll make the decision. And I think that decision comes out of a place of, of, of good intention, but Good intention can only go so far. It's also about the action that you're taking and how do those how are those actions panning in the short term and in the long term. So this is about sort of building a sustainable practice of vegetarianism and veganism for the long term. Now again, I am no expert at this. This is sort of from what I've got from the, from the internet and from other reputable sources. And there's a lot to talk about for here. And I cannot cover everything within a small podcast episode, which is why I'll definitely be speaking about this a little bit more, educating myself a little bit more, and definitely, definitely, definitely trying to bring on someone who is an expert at this who could talk to this a little more i think that we definitely need to bring on an expert on the progressive holiday podcast to speak about this because we're all about how do we progress ourselves as an individual but also how we progress society as a whole and a big part of progressing society as a whole is combating climate change which is a reality that we need to face and um, sort of regenerating our environment uh, which is a big part of us whether you want to admit it or not again if you have any questions or if you want to chat as a whole send us across a dm at progressaholics on instagram send us an email info at progressaholic.com we love hearing from you whether you just want to chat you want to tell us a little bit more about what you think about the podcast maybe it's had some sort of impact we love hearing from our listeners it is incredible to hear from all of you thank you thank you so much for everything um you do by listening to this for being a progressaholic for uh, and for being for, for joining us along this journey of trying to improve ourselves and improve the community and societies that we live in thank you very much if you liked any part of that please 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 leave us a review it will mean the world to us please let us know your thoughts how you think we can improve and continue providing more and more value to our community because we are here to serve you and make sure that you have the best time possible and continue progressing within your journey thank you very much